This week's episode of the Comets Podcast is being brought to you by Huntington University. I know, big surprise there. But Huntington University, they are still the sponsor of this podcast, and they are still giving Comet season ticket holders 25% off all tuition. All you have to do is call the Huntington University admissions office to take advantage of that 25% off offer. Let's do this week's show. Kids, it's me, Shane Alberani, bringing you another episode of the Huntington University Comets Podcast. And back by popular demand today, we have got the Journal Gazette's Justin Cohn. Yes, Justin Cohn. We had an episode last year. It went over so well, we decided to do two more. Yes, we're going to do one here today, and then next week we'll have another one for you because when Coney and I sit down together, who knows what is going to come out of our mouths. So this was an interesting one because we just cover every topic, and uh, we have some great stories and some good laughs, and it was so good we had to turn it into two episodes. So uh, let's get the first one out of the way. Here's me and Justin Cohn. Yeah, we are. Go ahead. Oh, we are? <laughs> oh, no, I really don't want to. No, we're rolling. This. Now you have to. Um, is uh, House of Wax. That's a classic. Paris Hilton. No, I'm talking oh, about. Oh, the remake. I'm talking about the remake. No, talking... no, no, no. The classic is good, yeah, too. But yeah. they're really not anywhere near the same movie. Right, right. But I was going to come in the defense of Paris Hilton. <laughs> Actually, not bad in that movie. And her fine acting skills. Well, I mean, well, nobody's no. acting skills well, no. in no. House of Wax no. were truly amazing. <laughs> you know, horror is not even really my preferred genre, but um, yeah, I could I could do this all day. Yeah, Saw, you like the Saw movies? I do not like the Saw movies. Not I, even I, the original? No. I mean, I'm just not, I said I, li- I like my horror, a little bit of comedy dripped into it. You I, know? I will never forget watching the first Saw movie. Uh, I was at home because what year was that? Like maybe ninety seven. Yeah, I was at home. My dad was like, "I got this movie," <laughs> so so we're watching this movie, and the original one actually had a cast, right? Yeah, uh, it's got the guy from The Princess Bride, uh, Carrie, Carrie Always, Carrie yeah. Always, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just my dad the whole time. He just he he turned around about every ten minutes. He's like, "How in the heck did they get Carrie Always to do this bleep bleep bleep?" movie <laughs> just kept turning around and i'm like you know dad this movie's actually pretty good yeah he's like yeah it's not bad but his acting is so bad he's like brought it down <laughs> to this level so danny glover was in that too wasn't he? Da- yeah danny right glover. danny glover yeah. yeah and um oh, i can't remember the name of the the female uh lead she was in some kind of teen movies and stuff like that i'd have to look it up i don't remember anyway yeah. All right. Well, I guess we we yeah, we could talk about that all day, but let's let's. Did you bring any stories at all with you? 
Well, I mean, you got to narrow it okay, down. Let me, okay, I'll narrow it down. Bit. I'll narrow it down. First of all, let's start with your obsession with mascots. What is that? I, Every, you think I'm obsessed You're obsessed with, with mascots. Or any type of theme night. Well, There's Coney with... Well, that's true. With whatever superhero. If I were to analyze it from afar, I would say I'm just a little kid at heart. Yeah. So to back into this with theme nights... Like Star Wars night, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like I actually show up early <laughs> because I want to be here before the door is open so that I can go take a selfie with the characters yeah. who are there. <laughs> and I feel in my kid's mind that the characters really appreciate this for me because <laughs> I know how to properly identify who they are. Like I'm not like, excuse me, Mr. Stormtrooper. Yeah. I'm I very sp- Excuse me, Scout Trooper. Okay, like, like, now, does he appreciate I, I think, that? I mean, I think, think they appreciate it. this, yeah. yes. And, um, you know, like, I don't just go up to that guy and say, like, most people would call him a sand person. Yeah. Sand people. Well, yeah. No, it's a Tuscan Raider. So I say, excuse me, Tuscan Raider. But I will, <laughs> uh, you should ask Everett about this because yeah. he, uh, this is the Cincinnati broadcaster. He was riding. He's like, hey, Coney, what you doing? I'm going to ride with you. I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I'm actually going downstairs to go take <laughs> selfies with Star Wars characters. And <laughs> he turned very pale <laughs> and seemed to run away. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, from covering the, like, this is one of the things that I think is kind of fun about covering the comets. Like, they know that I love this stuff yeah, and that I'm essentially helping them market it because I'll be talking about it days ahead of time on social media. But and you get geeked up when you go to a, another building and there's something. It depends I mean, on what it is. It depends <laughs> on what it is. Um, well, so you asked about mascots. I, I'll give you two answers. Okay. First of all, I just love taking pictures with, with mascots right. because I just think it's hilarious. Um, but there probably is an actual psychological reason for this i'll tell you i'll tell you a story so i grew up obviously a red wing fan we had season tickets all this stuff most people even people of our age will not remember this but the red wings had a mascot they did he was named the winger he was a red bird with yellow skates yeah i don't remember that okay you've seen the kalamazoo wings mascot yeah slappy yeah Imagine him in a different color. Okay. Okay, that's essentially what it was. He was not long <laughs> for Joe Louis Arena. You know, probably had two, three years. I don't yeah. know. So it must have been uh, 1986 because this was – I know this was the year before the Red Wings became relevant. <laughs> We're still yeah. right in the Dead Wings era. And, I, you know, little – Ten-year-old Justin is getting all excited because I see the winger. I go, look, Dad, it's the winger. And my dad, this was one of two things he ever did that's just scarred me for life. He just looks at me and says something along, this team is never going to win an effing Stanley Cup with that ridiculous bird around here. And it just... And it stuck with you. I mean, it, it like shattered my little heart. So sure, but he actually was right because they get rid of the winger after yeah. this season, and the next year they go to the uh, the conference finals. Yeah, this would be the I, I was I actually had to think about it for a second the Campbell Conference, the Campbell finals, Conference, where yeah. they lose to Wayne Gretzky's yeah. Edmonton Oilers yeah. two years in a row. So 
he may have been right once they got rid of that bird. Uh, so maybe that has something to do with my love for mascots. But I don't know. I get I like good promotions. Yeah. So a good teddy bear toss. Like I'm yeah. kind of excited to see it <laughs> and try to be the one that gets video of it and put it out there. Um, Cause you're one of the, really the only media guys I've ever seen actually really promote the, the promotion because you're so into it. And it's such, <laughs> I mean, it's such a weird thing because everyone else is reporting on the game, but here's Justin, here I am with. <laughs> well, I mean, that's part of me being me, yeah. but I also think it's, part of the job like if I tell teams that I, I cover this and some of them listen and some of them don't I'm like if you let me know I will try and work it into a story yeah. because I think your fans and my readers want to know if if there's a special jersey that you're going to be wearing this weekend or whatever yeah. it's it's Star Trek night it's Harry Potter night so I've always felt it's it's a responsibility to work that stuff in but yeah, I like to try and go experience it when I can. If it's something that speaks to me, like yeah. I'll be honest, they had Harry Potter night last yeah. year, and I we did a big story about it because Scott Sprout sold me on we think this is the next kind of yeah. Star Wars yeah. night, and so we did a big story. And I'd like to think that we played a part into this because I know they were expecting like, uh, it was a sellout that night. Yeah, yeah. well, they were expecting like yeah. eight eight thousand, as yeah. I recall, when we did our story, and then it turned into a sellout. Yeah. And we made a big thing about it, and I really had to kind of sell that at the paper. Like, th I think this is actually yeah. not free advertising for them. I think this is a relevant story. But then I show up at the game, and I'm not a Harry Potter person. Yeah. Like, I saw one of the movies. I didn't read any of the books, and I just don't get it. So it makes two of us. That's probably <laughs> you looking at me with, with some of this other stuff, the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, even – you know, I had a little girl, so I yeah. could get into the. I could appreciate Princess Night and yeah. stuff like that, and I would go take pictures and send them to my daughter of me with the princesses, yeah. because she would think that was cool. So, but I fully admit, yeah, I'm a total nerd, and <laughs> most of the people in the press box see me doing this. And they're like, oh, my gosh. and you also, I mean, you also collect the giveaways too. We we talked about. We, uh, the last episode, the the dirty underbelly of, of bobblehead trading, which you're very much a part of. Uh, but no, I mean, like, if there's a cool giveaway, I mean, you obviously have got you've been into every every barn and you've got them all. I set again, up, depending on what it is. I set up shop uh, yeah. at the bobblehead hub uh, <laughs> yesterday of my new um, Cincinnati Cyclones Batman puck chop <laughs> bobblehead. If if anybody can make any sense right. of that. So it's the second mascot, not even the not, first, first mascot. It's not a twister. It's I have yeah. a twister. You have a twister. Okay. I love my twister. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, but yes, a puck chop dressed as Batman. And he's, <laughs> and he's sitting at my desk. And, but I realize, like, I love it, but there's actually nothing hockey related on this entire thing that I can discern. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't know where the bobblehead thing even started. I really, I, I don't. I just think they're, they're like caricatures. Yeah. They're like mascots yeah. to me. So I, I like that yeah. type of thing. Um, did I ever, did I tell you the story about how there's a Justin Cohn bobblehead? I don't think so. If not, we'll, we'll do it again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so <laughs> the abridged version is uh, when I first met my now wife. Uh, she used to always ask me, you know, what do you want for for your birthday or whatever. I can never think of anything when people yeah. ask me that. I, I used to just joke around. I'm like, you know, my own bobblehead, like a bobblehead of me. Yeah. I was just joking around. 
Well, it turned out her roommate was a really talented artist. So what she got this done. What she did was they went and bought a Steve Eiserman bobblehead, and they popped the head off, and then her roommate sculpted my head. Okay. okay. And I mean, really, like, sculpted. <laughs> like, it looks like right. me circa 2001 or right. whatever it was. And um, and they gave it to me. It was, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, now this is not a big deal because yeah. you could get these things made easily. But back yeah. then, you couldn't. Yeah. So I was telling her, you, you should make a business out of this. You could make a lot of money. Like, I would have paid $40 for this, yeah. probably $50 for this. So, but my first thought was, okay, my brother's birthday is coming up. You have to do it for him. Now, my brother is sort of an encyclopedic uh, hockey person. You know, he, he's more a coach type. Okay. But he knows everything okay. about the history of the game. So we thought we'll get we'll do the same thing. We'll get Scotty Bowman, greatest coach in the history of sports, and we'll pop his head off and we'll put my brothers on. And so she does the head. It looks everything looks just like him. And we look at it. It just didn't have the same <laughs> joie de vivre as the Justin Cohn bobblehead. Yes. And we couldn't figure out why. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, wait a second. It's just a guy in a suit. Right. That's the problem here. Like, me, it's me on top of the captain's bike. This is just a guy in a suit. This doesn't this work at all. So we popped the head off, put Bowman's head back on, returned it to Clem's Collectibles. Sorry, Clem's. Um, and then purchased a Dominic. We went the whole other way. Yeah. A Dominic Hossack. Like full butterfly upside down bobblehead yeah. and put my now it just became ridiculous and he thought this was the greatest thing that had ever been made ever. So there is a limited edition one of one Justin Cohn bobblehead out there. But I can't keep it with the rest of my bobbleheads because people I work with would just mess with it. Like I, I tried that once and it, it won't blend. It, it didn't work out well. No, I was just I was afraid somebody's gonna break it because people are always, you know, put doing just crazy stuff, putting things on them, clothes, <laughs> nooses, who knows. And it just was not working out well. <laughs> Do you have non-sports bobbleheads? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, uh, actually, one of my favorites is I have a buffalo from Rapid City. It's just a okay. buffalo because I, that's my spirit animal. Your, I love your buffalo. spirit animal. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's one of my favorites. Uh, I've got all kinds of uh, I've got like uh, Captain Kirk and Khan yeah. from Star Trek and uh, weird ones like uh, people give me weird ones now and they say things like it needs a good home and I can't give it to them yeah so like I have a Sasquatch somebody brought me a Sasquatch it's just there so yeah there's uh, I got Daphne and Velma from Scooby Doo so they're not all sports oh quite the collection. Well, the amazing thing is I really haven't paid for <laughs> none of them. Well, just – no, I mean, just – I don't mean that the way it sounds. Yeah. Like, people give, people them give them to me. People give it to you or they're Well, the Red Wings give yeah. me a bunch every year as a season yeah. ticket holder, so that's a bunch. Yeah. Um, usually it's just people that don't want them. Like, the publisher of our paper, she gets the Comets ones. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't want them, so she just gives it – so that's how I really get the Comet <laughs> ones now. Um, <laughs> but sometimes, like, I had a fan bring me back that puck chop from Cincinnati yeah. just because – it's like they gave it out. I don't. I don't want it. I'm like, well, I'll take it. <laughs> Justin Cohn taking any and all bobbleheads and or giveaways. Anything unique? People Justin. would be shocked at the amount of Toledo walleye bobbleheads I have. Though. Well, you that well, that's one of those trips that you always go on too, because you're always you're always there. Uh, that's true, and yeah. that's I've taken some selfies with the mascots yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, la it was last season, and they got off to that 
bad start. I don't remember what yeah. the record was. And they played out Toledo, and I just thought this would be funny. So I go take a, a selfie with the mascot Spike. Yeah. And I tweeted something out like, if this doesn't fire up the comments, then nothing will. And people are, oh, traitor. <laughs> So you get, I mean, people pile on you. I mean, uh, even though it's all in good fun. Well, but... not all of it's in good fun, but yes, people people pile on me, sure. Because you are one of the most active Twitter guys. Now, how often do you tweet in a day? In a day? In a day. How many tweets? Is it a game day? Or is it also like a regular day. day. Yeah, just a regular yeah, day. Yeah, you're, you're not doing game updates. Well, yesterday I was doing really no game stuff, and there was no news, and I probably still tweeted 20 times. Is that some type of regulation with the paper that you have no. to do oh, that? No, no. Or is that just something you I do? I was actually the first one at the paper that was on Twitter. Yeah. And I had to talk them into <laughs> um, using this strange new social media contraption, even though it really wasn't that new yeah. at that point yeah um but no uh there's no mandates there's nothing um i just kind of do my thing on twitter i just i don't know i like being on there but sometimes sometimes it is yeah too and, and it's and in your position obviously you know you write and you you at twitter gives you a chance to actually be opinionated but is there sometimes that when you write something you're like i'm just looking to get a reaction I'm not, you know, no, I just, I just, you know, I want someone to be mad. No, I, I don't like being that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I will be trying to make a point about yeah. something and sometimes it'll be something serious about a team I cover and sometimes it'll be something stupid. Like I'm really sick of seeing this promotion. I mean, I, I did this at a Mad Ants game the other day. Um, you know, the, they do this thing where the mascot, they do a ball toss, the, the equivalent of yeah. a chuck-a-puck. And the mascot throws a shoe every time. Like, he grabs a fan shoe and throws it out okay. there. It wasn't funny to me yeah. when it started. Three years later, yeah. it's really not funny. So sometimes I'll, I'll put something like that out. It's not to be provocative. Right. It's really to almost be like, you really need to move, all, move away from this because <laughs> I'm sitting courtside and I can hear the reaction. Um, but, no, I don't like to just say something just to say something, but I think people – there's all kinds of people on social media, and sometimes they think you're doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, really the only times I get mad um, on social media, or first of all, you could say whatever you want about something I write or tweet or whatever. Yeah. Just quote me accurately. Right. And when people take something I say and they totally change what I said and then say that Cone said this, like that aggravates me. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people complain that I'm not giving them enough when I'm the only one giving them anything. <laughs> like, like if I'm at a road game yeah. and I'm the only reporter there and I'm the only one doing any video or anything like that, and they'll be like, well, why didn't you get this? And sometimes, but they'll be like kind of mad about it. I'll right. be like, I'm, I'm sorry, would you rather me, <laughs> can't you take what I'm giving you and be yeah. happy with that? I mean, I'm busting my butt. Um, but the most aggravating thing, and I understand this happens with everyone, is when somebody asks a question and I just answered it, yeah, like five minutes before. Like, why don't you look at what I right. said on the subject <laughs> I already before answered you? Yes, because yeah. I don't want to be a jerk and be like, I already answered this because yeah. then they think I'm, you know, yeah. But I also don't want to have to sit there and rewrite the same thing a million times. So. Stuff like that can be annoying, but I don't know. I just – I like social media. I think I can connect with people. I like being able to answer questions. 
in kind of real time. Um, you know, I've had people say, you know, I can sort of feel the flow of the game yeah. through what you're tweeting, yeah. like if I'm not there. But the downside is sometimes you get caught up in the moment and then a tweet does not age well. Right. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's going around. Like, oh, oh yeah. 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 You know, you'll be like, oh, this team is terrible. Yeah. No business being out there. And then they score six goals in the third period and win the game. <laughs> and then all anybody wants to talk about is that tweet where I killed them in the yeah. first period. Yeah. And it's like, well, I could be a jerk and just delete the tweet. Right. But I, I want them for historical. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> for a- academics to study later. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I think that happens to all of us. Though. Yeah. I just can't get, I mean. I guess I don't like to uh, I don't like to complain. I don't like to hear others complain. So it's one of those things where I'll give out information or, or try and do something funny that might get a laugh. And that's going to be the extent of it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a conduit for giving information. Yeah. Know, but um, it, it can be tough. I mean, there's so much negativity. I like yeah. to think that I have thick skin, but sometimes stuff yeah. does get to yeah. you. Um you know, Do you have a group that just hates you? Is there three or four? Oh, people there's that def- there's always there's always been a group. Um, you know, obviously this was a two newspaper town. Yeah, for... now because now you're the only you are the only guy now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much this you want to get into, but yeah, we were a two newspaper town. <laughs> yeah. There was me, there was Blake, there was definitely a big Blake contingent for the Sentinel, right, and right. they were always going to be Blake readers. And I totally get it, and I totally appreciate it. And yeah, we were competing. But it was two totally different right. styles. Right. Exactly. He was an afternoon yeah. paper. I was a morning paper. I mean, there were trade-offs. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure there were times where he w- would have wished that he could have the morning edition and not have to wait, you know, the, another six, seven hours for his story to get out there. Yeah. But the flip side was I did not have the time to spend in the locker room after games that he yeah. did because I was on a deadline. So sometimes people would be like, oh, you know, Blake is is getting so much more information on this or that subject yeah. or um, you know he's giving me more analysis and you're more telling me what's going on in the game it, but it was different styles yeah. now the flip side was um, you know I just I felt like when I came here it was bringing a, a different approach to how to do it um, you know where I came from in big cities there was a lot of analysis and I wasn't afraid to put that out there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when the internet and social media and all that, I feel like I really embrace that stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, and a lot of that continues today, you know, videos and things like this. So I was putting a lot of energy into getting highlights of games, even when they were still really awful and grainy yeah. fights oh, yeah. from yeah. Port Huron. Like you could still find <laughs> some of these like – stuff from Fort Huron it was just awful like the quality like you couldn't make anything out but people were like oh my gosh video of a fight from a road game like they couldn't get enough of it so I chose to embrace this stuff and not everybody else did so yeah but yeah there's always been people who are anti-Justin people (laughs) for whatever reason I I get some of it but you know some of it has been about you know I've had people get really angry and drag my name through the mud on like Facebook and things like that yeah. because they say I'm not approachable. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm not friendly. Yeah. And most of these people were trying to get my attention as I'm leaving the locker room after the right, game right. and have a deadline in five minutes. Yeah. And it's like, I just, I didn't have time to sit there and chit chat. And 
so people, you know, other reporters would have time to, you know, sit there and gab with them and yeah. answer questions. And it's not that I didn't want to do that, but I, my job, I'm like on the go every second. Yeah. So I know there are a lot of people who don't like me for that reason, or they thought <laughs> I was cocky or whatever. Um, you know, some of it I think is because I wasn't from here. Right. Um, so anyway, when the Sentinel went away and it became just me, um, I, I really asked people to just be open-minded. I, I understand if you're coming to a new paper, right. but you know, truth be told, we're such a bigger paper yeah. than yeah. them. Like I, if people ask me about the numbers, I'm like, I don't know that it really affected anything, right. but yeah, absolutely. I wanted everybody yeah. to jump on board. Uh, but I feel like last season was absolutely the best season I had ever had in covering the team. It was sort of ironic because that was the first season where I didn't really have competition from another yeah. writer. Yeah. So I went the other way. I didn't want to just like mail it in. I wanted to really yeah. work my butt off. And yeah. I feel like I did that last yeah. year. So. And you just don't write the game stories. You're also writing features, which sometimes is difficult, especially with a new team because you're trying to figure out who's got the interesting story. Well, there's so many different layers of the stuff I'm trying to balance because I'm trying to balance timeliness and like if there's some breaking news, get it up immediately. I'm posting stuff as soon as the game's over and then I've got to file stuff for the newspaper in print and then I got to do st more stuff for the web and videos and all this stuff. Then I'm writing features and things like yeah. that. But then I'm also trying to give analysis, which isn't always the easiest thing right. for a quote unquote beat writer to do. So there's a lot of different things, elements I'm juggling yeah. and tones of the way that I write. And for me, it's a really difficult balance because, you know, I can be, like tomorrow, I'm going to have analysis of the team in the paper fr this yeah. Friday. This is probably airing after that. But I'm going to have analysis of the team. And then that night, I'm going to have to go cover them objectively. Right. So when I was <laughs> earlier in my career, that was not always the easiest thing to balance. Yeah. And now I'm better at it. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember it. Yeah. Well, we talked about this before. I know. I remember this one from the last show that we did that um, just players now are so savvy with, with – with social media and they're used to things being out there right away and things even being wrong. But back in the day, the paper was it, you know, and, and players read it. And nowadays there's so much stuff out there that players don't even really see it. I feel like they see it more. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm with you. But they that, might not get as upset yes, as they used I'm to. I'm with you on that. Yes. Uh, but pro athletes are always pro athletes and there are always some that are thin skinned and there are always yeah. some that are thick skinned. But I feel like they kind of know more um, how they're consuming what I am yeah. writing. That I'm not 100% sure on. Like, are yeah. the players that still reading the stories, the actual yeah. game stories, or are they just reading social media stuff? Yeah, that I they just say? see their they see where they're tagged, and that's. But what I can reading. tell you, I I have never asked them, but I know 1,000 percent that there are a significant number of players on every team that I cover that will sit down and they'll go to Twitter and they'll punch in their name. Yeah. Like, on a regular basis. Really? And the reason I know this is they're not very good at telegraphing it. <laughs> like, like, sometimes you'll just see, like, you know, D David Franke. Yeah. <laughs> not really David Franke. I just can't think of a yeah. different name. David Franke liking a tweet about David Franke, but there's no way that David Franke <laughs> would have seen this tweet unless he searched his name because it was five hours right. ago and he was three minutes into the first period of a game he was playing in. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no possible way yeah. some of these tweets could be found and liked or retweeted unless they were searching their own name. So 
players are narcissistic and I think they do do that and I think they want to know what we in the media yeah. think now whether they respect that opinion or not is, right. is another issue but <laughs> so you you do a lot you're writing features you're you're doing game video and I sit right above you in the press box and I don't know how you do the video then you try and write your story that's <laughs> um, multitasking that's and you've been now doing it for so long but by the end of the second period you're packing up and you're moving downstairs to the media room. right well and you know, sometimes I w once you start doing something, it's hard to stop doing yeah. it because now people expect it. And yeah. sometimes it's like that with video for me. But sometimes I wish I could just sit there and watch the game and not have to worry about it. But in another sense, sometimes I'm paying a lot more attention yeah. because I'm looking for any play that I think people are going to be interested in and see if I can get it, yeah. you know, whether it's a big hit or, or whatnot. But sometimes I admit I'm watching between such a small – telescope uh of the ice i'm not yeah. seeing the entire yeah. ice surface if that makes sense yeah. like i'm i'm focused on this one point who probably the puck handler or something yeah. like that and i'm losing that view that you probably have of seeing everything that's going on and that's because i'm shooting you know or or you know yeah. watching that video I, I'm yeah not no no i i shot the team video for over 20 years yeah so well, for true. very many years i saw it through that lens and even now i have a hard time I have to remember that I still have to look at the all the whole ice, yeah. and I'm looking at just one portion. Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes I get the point is I get so caught up in the yeah. video that I lose some of the other things. Yeah. But there's always something that distracts you from that. And you're also and, tweeting. You're doing all that stuff all right. at the same time. Right. Yeah. Well, but I I almost feel like kind of a responsibility because sometimes I'm the only one doing these videos, and like I'll have people from other markets be like, "Hey, can you find?" This yeah. like it's gotten to the point where people send me box scores and they'll be like, "Did you see this box score?" Because they yeah. know I'm going to be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like there's a match penalty. Uh, you know, yeah. I got to look that up. Or you know, it happened the other day. There was a goalie fight. Yeah. So people come to me. Can you get the video of this and maybe post it? Now I don't want to go to that well too much because it is the the ECHL yeah. property. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if it's newsworthy. Yeah, I should try and get it out there, yeah. especially if nobody yeah. else is. But yeah, there's a lot of multitasking yeah. going on during the game, and sometimes. But you've kind of become the guy in this league. I mean, because you are probably the most involved beat writer of any team. I mean, as far as just putting stuff out there, and then you even be critical of the league quite often. Yeah, uh, I probably the league probably has real mixed <laughs> feelings on me i mean i'm not a i've never been afraid to say what i think i don't care whether it's the league i mean what is the worst they're gonna do to me i mean yeah. if you cannot take the criticism then you don't deserve to call yourself a professional league. right and the same goes for teams you know and of course i get into fights and incidents with different teams and leagues for yeah. when i'm critical and they don't agree with it but you know, usually I say it comes with the territory. Like, you can't. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, th there's not as many day-to-day -day beat writers in right. minor league hockey. Not even, I mean, you go back to the UHL. I know we talked yeah. about this before. Yeah. But there were, even if I didn't like all of them, there were great writers in every market, you know, people who were at least putting stuff in yeah. every day. I mean, the Quad Cities was a two-paper town. Yeah, Kalamazoo had one. Flint had one. Port Huron had one. I mean, I knew hockey writers in Corpus Christi, Texas. I mean, one of the best minor league writers yeah. 
uh, outside of Fort Wayne was in Corpus Christi. Uh, and you, all these markets, like, they're not covering these teams every day. So, you know, whether you like me or hate me or whatever, I mean, I hope you appreciate the fact that the Journal Gazette is still covering yeah. the Comets as much yeah. like an NHL team as we can because that is a rarity. Yeah. And nowadays. that's, and, and I know fans from other teams follow you, and I've seen them jump on too because they don't have a beat writer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I try to report on the yeah. league news, and, but, and, you know, you, bring up negativity it's like some people don't notice that and they think you're just coming out of the woodwork like that happened in the when Toledo is in the finals last year yeah. like I'm reporting on stuff going on and I had people like saying go away like you know your your team isn't even in this like, yeah it's, like, it's not my team I yeah. don't have a team and people are still interested and I can comment on this but I mean I had other reporters uh, you know, get all crazy on me for that. Oh, you know, <laughs> here's Cone coming out of nowhere with a terrible take. And it's like, well, it may be a terrible take to you, and you may think I'm coming out of the woodwork, yeah. but I've been here all along, and not everybody thinks it's a terrible take. Right. It's my take. You could disagree with it, but. But you're always, I mean, you're even, we were on that long road trip. You know, you were, you were still covering. You were still, you know, putting video out. You were still tweeting. You were still doing all that. You're still commentating on everything. I actually watched all of those games. Yeah. Um, I did two of the games that I was covering the Mad Ants, so I kind of had the – well, it was a late start, yeah. but it's oh, not yeah. uncommon yeah. for me to have the, a double yeah. screen yeah. courtside. Um, and I would do the same if it's the Mad Ants, you yeah. know, and I'm covering a comic game. Sometimes I have the Mad Ants going. But, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely more attuned to the – the comments of what's going on on the road and trying to maybe get some, you know, if, if I can get a cool goal or there's a fight or something. But, yeah, I, I was definitely watching and trying yeah. to keep people abreast of what was going yeah. on to some extent. And he always uses the opposing uh, broadcasters. I uh, don't audio. always. You know, I <laughs> sometimes I do that. Like, I, I, like, I just like to <clears> – <throat> The best part of my seat in the press box is I sit next to the visiting yeah. broadcaster. I so that has gotten me used to liking to hear different voices. Yeah. So if the comments go to someplace like Idaho, I mean, in fairness, I hear you all the time. I never hear him. <laughs> right. Um, but the other thing you have to remember is I'm usually doing this on a mobile device. Yeah. And I'm closing in and out of the yeah. in yeah. and out, in and out, in and out, in and out of the app, and it defaults to the Today. home broadcaster. Yeah. So sometimes I just don't even think about it or I don't have the sound on because I'm at another game. Right. But I right. do it does enter my mind sometimes like I'm gonna give Shade a complex here <laughs> if I say I'm listening to the sweet sounds of uh Andrew Smith with the indie fuel yeah. or something like yeah. that. So yeah. And it does it hurts a little bit. It's probably why you don't have me on here more often. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is your penance for not <laughs> always having me on the audio but no you listen to me enough but no it, but actually it's bringing that up you sit next to the, the visiting broadcaster i'm right behind you does that get annoying because i don't you can i can't hear, hear no i you can't don't, hear you, you can't hear you. i can't hear you yeah that yep. would drive me nuts i think no <laughs> but two different um, voices. <laughs> and actually do you feel like your goal call like do you get really loud in your in your mind uh yeah i think i do it just uh, maybe depends i really i don't think i ever hear it really well yeah. i think because it's at home you get the crowd noise yeah but i think when i'm on the road obviously i'm really loud because no one is cheering yeah i guess but i've <laughs> sat next to you in yeah. like cincinnati yeah that's true and colorado yeah i mean it was i, I don't think you're very loud oh huh. I need to step up my game. I feel like all of you probably feel like you're loud. <laughs> right. 
like the guy from Toledo is always like, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. I'm gonna be screaming here. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're not even like top five <laughs> to me. <laughs> I mean, DJ's the loudest yes. in Wheeling. It, yes, I, I think he's. The uh, he is by far the loudest. Um, the guy from Quad City used to get Brian. loud. Yeah, but there was some. Yeah. There's somebody else that's kind of loud. I have to think about who that was. <laughs> <laughs> but you do, you know. But you also listen to the the road broadcaster, and you also you will comment. You, you will say, oh, "I'm correcting you them have, all right. the time." I'm trying to be helpful, <laughs> but sometimes my favorite is, you know, when, when a visiting broadcaster, and it's usually DJ. The DJ and I will do this a lot, and he'll just start railing about some call or something that happened. He'll be like, "Oh, that's ridiculous! I, I can't believe the comments got away with that. It went a cheap shot." And I'll just kind of like. I'll get their attention. I'll be like, you're out of your mind <laughs> or something like that. Like, that was a great call. And I'm not doing it to get a rise out of them. Yeah. Usually it's just like yeah. I totally disagree, and I sort yeah. of want them to know that yeah. they might be a, <laughs> a little uh, yeah. subjective on this. Yeah, time, but that so. I mean, that's what's great, like DJ. That's one thing I, I love about DJ is that he does kind of take that to a different level. But that's what – you know, he's relating to his fans. It's no, he's, he's not – calling it for me or you or Comet fans, you know, he is really, you know, yeah. trying to get the wheeling base. And I think he does that fantastic. And I'm one of these guys, I'm just kind of, I'm just going to narrow it down. I'm not going to cause any controversy at all. Right. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm always trying to help the broadcasters yeah. too. Like sometimes I'll hear them, you know, not sure what the penalty is. So you can see me, you know, they're like making slashing yeah. signals and things like that. Or if they're not sure on the, like, so this happens a lot where somebody will score a goal and maybe they'll announce the wrong guy, and I can sort yeah. of hear the broadcaster sort of second-guessing himself. Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that was Sidlowski, but that's not what – and I'll be like, yeah, it was. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, it was, yeah. So that happens a lot. Like, there's there's a little unspoken <laughs> thing going on um, with me in the, in the visiting yeah. broadcaster. Yeah, because there, you, sure. yeah, cause I, I'm trying to think if there's any other – I don't think there's any beat writers who sit next to me on the road. You're, you've been in that same spot for so long, so, yeah, you well, know guys just as much as I do. We didn't used to be there, too. I mean, there was a big shift after they renovated the right, Coliseum. Right, right. Where I don't remember where we were. Somebody was between the broadcasters and the writers. I think it was the off-ice officials. Uh, I, I, no, I, I think it was the PA. No, it was the I, PA. No, I, was I, think the it was, I think it was Detter and Rolf. Okay. It was statisticians. I think it was okay. the statisticians, and they were unhappy because they were next to, like, Terry Ficarelli <laughs> and guys that were being exceptionally loud, and it was kind of too much for them. And then they moved Blake and I down, and at some point we switched because Blake used yeah. to actually sit next to the broadcaster. Uh, it might have been when Dave Benson covered the team for them. I might have stolen the seat. I don't remember. <laughs> but I know that I always liked being in that spot. More than anybody else. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just like I like it. Plus, it adds a soundtrack. Like, if I'm right. doing video, oh, like sure. I'll have yeah. somebody yeah. calling the game in the background. It just adds a little another voice <laughs> to everything I'm doing. Something, yeah. So, you're always looking to improve it. Yeah. So, how often are you at the Coliseum during a week during during this season? You got hockey, you got basketball. And basketball On an and basketball. average week, probably for games, probably three times a week. Three times a week. But are you, you're there – any practices? Do you Plus have some to, practices. Because so. um, I had to cover – so I cover the Madness, cover the Comets. I've covered some PFW this year. Yeah. So it's been a lot. But, I mean, the worst stretch was I think I was there eight out of ten days Yeah. over the last few weeks. There was one stretch in there where the, the basketball <laughs> teams were playing a lot. So, yes, I, I was thinking about this today. Um, 
I get asked at least once a week when they're going to name the media room after me. <laughs> and <laughs> Not I'm like, a bad idea. Well, I, I, I don't know what the proper response to that is. <laughs> like, what do you say? Like, hey, that's really flattering that you think that. Or, boy, that's really sad how much time I spent in there. Or... <laughs> That's not up to me to go talk to the Coliseum. Well, what I would do, I would say, let's call it the Memorial Justin Cohen Media Room, and I'm still alive, to make it even well, more of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my usual line is like, hey, you know, it'd be a big honor if they named a urinal after me in this building or something like that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I, I've also been thinking, like, who was Stark Raver? Have you ever seen that? No. You've never seen the sign, like, Stark Ravers is this way? Oh, yeah. What uh, is, that, it's know. like the arcade, isn't it? Yeah, probably back in the day. So I think there's some joke in there yeah. that I'm like, I wonder if Stark Raver had to, had to, sign a, still had to answer this question, like, what if they named something after you? <laughs> yes, the sign is it's still, still there? up. Because I keep looking at it and saying, like, you know, it's 23 years later. I still don't know what that means. Huh. But I think it's the arcade. Yeah, there was an arcade at one time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I spent a lot of time in that media room. Uh, luckily, they they upped the furniture about five years ago. It's quite ago, comfy, yeah. But I've been yeah. lobbying hard for a refrigerator, and the Coliseum just is not giving. Would it they object this. to you wheeling in your own? Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, I think their their objection was stocking it, and I'm like, yeah. no, no, I'll yeah. stock it. I just want it there, and there's even a nice little place where we can hide it, so it's just for me. Yeah. And nobody knows about it, but. <laughs> Nobody's given in on that. So. so do you have – okay, you eat a lot of meals there. Do you have a favorite food? Because you kill me with the ziffles every night you bring it up. I, every night. I've done it twice. It's, well, e I'm saying every night you've done it twice and you've killed me two nights Kills in a row like, because I'm like, want I want to eat it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got I to gotta warn you, though, because about five hours later, you're still going to smell like ribs. <laughs> and you're gonna be that? Like, well, that's what everybody <laughs> says. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like five hours I mean, I later. I would put that in a bottle and just <laughs> missed with it. Are you kidding me? Uh, the Ziffles has been my my latest favorite. I, I honestly try not to eat too much of the Coliseum. Yeah. Just for any number of reasons. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I, any arena. Uh, yeah. Any it's arena food. You're too right. much arena food. Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. going to be bad. Yeah. But, um, but you know my go-to is, is, is the pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, it's hard for me to. Turn but is down. there anywhere? What other buildings has got the good food? Oh, um, but not because not, not every arena has a media meal or media food. Sometimes you are at the discretion of what's at the concession yeah, stand. Yeah, that's true. I, I usually just go to the concession stand anyway for yeah. ethical reasons and <laughs> and also just the variety. Uh, but I can tell you so. Uh, Kalamazoo, I, I always go for that chicken tender basket. Yes. Which is pretty tasty as long as they've got their honey mustard out, which they don't always. <laughs> but that used to be the place for breadsticks. And Bob Chase yes. was a fanatic yeah. as I was for the breadsticks. And so one of us would usually have to go down and buy it for, for the other. And then I can't believe that they got rid of that. Um, I'll give Toledo a compliment. I think they've got the best popcorn. Uh, but they also have a pretty tasty uh, chicken tender basket. But what I find funny about it is they'll give you coleslaw, but it's like a big thing here. Like, do you want the coleslaw? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, like, do people say no, keep the coleslaw? Yes. Like, you're paying for it. Right. So I feel like, yes. But every time they ask, like, do you do you, want do you really want this? Yeah, like, do you really want this coleslaw? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Uh, but they've got some uh, some popcorn there. Um 
nothing memorable about food in Cincinnati. If I see, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think they have Donatos. No, actually, here. I think they have Donatos. Yes. Uh, have, yes. So yes, yeah. that's actually a great thing. So yeah. I think that's what I eat there. Um, I mean, my favorite food story was absolutely going to Allen, Texas. Here we go. I mean, if we're talking like <laughs> arena food type stuff. I knew I was going to unearth something. Well, I, okay, so I had never, until that year, I had never been to an In-N-Out burger. Oh, never. really? And as I recall, I think my first one was in Utah the series yeah, before. Yeah, And I was like, oh, my God, I've been missing out, right? Yeah. So I'm really excited now to be going to Allen and seeing outside the hotel is In-N-Out burger. And, and since my first trip, I've been more properly educated that nobody orders off the menu. Like, there's off-menu stuff yeah. that you're supposed to get. I forget the terms now. But, you know, there's all these different terms that you use it in and out, like, that's not on the menu. Yeah. And so I was properly educated. But what I'm getting at here is then I discovered what a burger. That's right. And that's the Texas version of that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. now it's totally blowing my mind. And I'll never forget this. I put it somewhere. And this was a huge tweet. I said something like, is it crazy that I like Whataburger more than In-N-Out Burger? And so all these Texas people are like, yeah. well, it's a little crazy, but it's what we do down here in Texas. Um, but anyway, Whataburger and In-N-Out Burger start fighting over me. <laughs> On Twitter, because like Whataburger gets on there and they're like, "Well, we think this is an excellent decision. Uh, make sure you try the 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 spicy ketchup." And I'm like, "I had no idea there was spicy ketchup." So now, of course, I have to go back there, and now I'm raving about the spicy ketchup. And then In and Out Burger gets on there. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Nobody <laughs> likes Whataburger. We must have done something wrong. Come give us another try." Like they're fighting over me and I'm in Texas and this is more exciting than the series which is going all Alan's way at this point and I'm just gaining all sorts of weight and I brought back so much spicy ketchup like more than one should really put into a piece of luggage and then I later find out that they sell it like I just, so you didn't have to get I, the package yeah I, I didn't really have to do that um did we leave you with a cliffhanger? Because I hope the suspense is going to be so captivating that you can't wait until the next episode drops next Tuesday because we have part two, the sequel with Justin Cohn coming up next week. We sat down and we talked for well, like two hours or three hours. I don't know. I lost track. So we cut it in half and we're going to have another episode with Justin Cohn next week. So that is our show. I will leave you in suspense. I have been your host, Shane Alberani, and thank you for listening to the Comets Podcast.